Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Working class on DeerCast. Uh, we're back again. Clint Casper's in the house. What's up, dude? My man, how we doing? We're good, dude. You're like everywhere with the CC Hunt Files, Peterson's Bow Hunting Podcast, <laughs> writing for Peterson's Bow Hunting, and then right now we're literally recording this today. Then we leave for Indiana uh, Deer Turkey Waterfowl Expo. Then we have Iowa Classic yep. coming up, and yep. we have Illinois coming up, and we have Ohio. And you're like doing seminars at all those shows. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's a fun time of year. It's busy, but it's fun. I mean, this is this is kind of the, you know, this is all part of it. Everybody wants to be in the outdoor industry, you know what I mean? It's like when you're in it, man, you're you're here, there, and everywhere. Like it's that's the grind of it. But I enjoy it though. I really do. The podcast, the writing. I mean, I'm super pumped about the seminars. You know, it's just one of those things that's like you just got to be able to manage time and kind of put your pieces and, and puzzle together. You know, and and. A lot of planning goes into it, logistics and just dates and times with two little boys. I mean, that makes it challenging with, yeah. you know, that aspect. But, you know, it's fun, though, man. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody and looking forward to getting the articles and stuff out. And it's going to be fun. Yeah, we're hammering them out, man. The The CC Hunt File series is doing good, which if anyone is unaware, that's a basic. It's supposed to be the Clinton Kurt series, but it turns <laughs> into the Clint Casper series because I'm kind of pressed for time on everything that we have going on. But that like talking about all that what we have going on kind of brings into one of the main hits of this episode that I want to talk about and that's uh just in general motivation um and I think you know you have yeah. to be passionate to be motivated or you have to be yep. passionate about what you're doing to be as motivated as you are with all this um so I think we should talk about that and then we should talk about how you go about planning out your year for mm-hmm. for hunts and stuff um so motivation is like the big thing because if you don't have it, it's hard to do any of this stuff. Like, you know, the trade shows and the writing and the podcast, that's all separate 
motivation from hunt right. motivation. So I don't know right. really if you would rather tackle first the hunt motivation than like the business motivation afterwards, but hunt motivation is probably number one. Yeah. I mean, it kind of all goes hand in hand, really. I mean, you know, I, this is all fun to me, like the, you know, just breaking down where I'm at right now in season, I'm looking at, uh, Turkey tags. I'm looking at out West tags. I'm trying to shed hunt. I'm trying to break down stuff for whitetails next year. I mean, it's a, it's kind of an ongoing, I guess you could say lifestyle that I'm living now where it's, it's hunting 24 seven of some way, shape or form, whether it's the planning process actually in season hunting, uh, the end of season, you know, getting things put away and cleaned and then getting ready for the new, you know, just got a new bow shipped to the door the other day. Um, so, you know, now I'm in that process of getting things set up on it. So I think a guy just, you know, for me, it's easy to do all that and enjoy the process because I love to bow hunt. I love being, you know, in the industry when it comes to quote unquote, like work, it kind of goes hand in hand for me. It's motivation for me. You know, I know these hunts and stuff, whether it's whitetails or, uh, over the counter turkeys in Colorado or an elk hunt this fall or mule deer. Right now, what I put into those hunts is probably going to equate to what I get out of them. So for mm-hmm. me, if I'm motivated right now, um, it'll be easy to be motivated and be pumped for those hunts, you know, come August, September, October, November, you know, whatever, this, you know, turkey hunts in two months type of deal. Yeah. Um, I think where guys get in trouble is they get lazy or not, not even lazy, but they take some time off now. And to me, it's very crucial now in the planning preseason type um, atmosphere that we're in. You don't want to get lackadaisical. You don't want to get lazy. You don't Mm want to kind of let your your edge get dull right now because you don't want to be scrambling to find a tag or scrambling to find a place to hunt or scrambling on plans on August 1st when you've got these hunts in six weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you want to have all that done now. Right now, yeah. Yeah, you know, and that motivates me because, like, when I know, okay, I'm probably going to have this tag, that tag. It's easier for me to get to the gym at eleven o'clock at night. I don't want to. I'll be, I'll be honest. I don't want to be at the gym at eleven. Like, I don't want to get up in the morning and go at six. But that's when I can fit it in, and it's I'm motivated to go do it because I know I have to do it if I want to succeed. So that's kind of how I've trained. Like, I guess you could say my mind kind of ticks. Um, where motivation from one thing builds off motivation to the next. And Mm -hmm. I mean, the hunting motivation is great. You're pumped. You're on a trip. You're on an adventure, whatever. But I know success there is all kind of done right now. So for me, it goes kind of hand in hand, if that makes sense. Yeah, I like that point because I think a lot of guys will. I mean, I think I'm guilty of this a lot of times. It's right now hunting season's over. We're doing all the trade shows. We're running around. And you kind of feel like, I'll just think about my hunts for this fall later. Well, then you get through turkey season and it's July and you're like, shit, I didn't get the, the points or the lot put in for the lotteries and mapped out all this stuff, especially if you're wanting to do well, you know, if you're just whitetail hunting at home, you know, you're motivated about it. You're thinking about it, but it takes less planning than an out of state hunt would. I guess that's where the most motivation needs to come in. But like just talking to guys, we talked to guys on the podcast, talked to them about the trade shows. And it's like, uh, yeah, I'll do that one day. Yeah, I'm going to do an elk hunt one day. I'm going to do a mule deer hunt one day. You good? Clint's audio went out. Here, I'll help you out, buddy. Are you back? Huh. Um, 
But anyway, back technical difficulties. Uh, Clint's story of his life. He's just a rider and a bow hunter. He don't know how to work technology. But <laughs> but uh, it's easy to do that. You know, like if you want to do out of state hunts, you have to be more motivated with your planning. Just because yeah. it's, but but guys will do. I guess going back to my point, guys will be like, I'll do that one day. I'll do that one day. Right. And they didn't. They don't realize like you have to. If you don't ever do it, you're not going to do it. And right. if there's anything we've learned, Clint, you and I both, because you've you know we're good friends, and a lot of stuff I've gone through with passing some good friends and my father the last year, you realize like life is not as long as you actually think it might be when you're. Nope. 20 years old so and, and you hear about these older guys like yeah i did an elk hunt oh yeah my dad had that elk before i was born well he probably did it in his late 20s early 30s is when he killed yep. that elk and maybe he won't he can't do it now but he did that and he was prepared and motivated to do it when he was younger which yep. you know you got to think about it you know if you want to kill an elk start making a three-year plan maybe a five-year yep. plan I know I'm going this fall. I'm trying to make it happen. Nothing's guaranteed, but I'm motivated yep. to kind of get it planned. You have to just get it scheduled and then force yourself to do it. Yeah. I mean, you've got to, if you want to go do this stuff, you've got to at some point make it a priority because if you never make it a priority, it just won't get done. Mm -hmm. And then someday you're going to be like, gosh, dang, you know, uh, you blow your knee out or something happens to where it really now hinders whether you can ever go on a hunt like this. And now you're looking back wishing when I was in good health or good shape, or I had money at the time to do it, you know, maybe it's before kids or whatever. Now you're looking back going, gosh, dang, like, I wish I would have done it, or I wish I would have made it a priority when I should have made it a priority. And, you know, I mean, here's the other thing too, you know, the flip side of this is like, guys will be like, well, I want to put in for points. I see this a lot. I want to elk hunt. All right. I want to kill just one giant bull. All right. That's that's the goal, whatever. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we're going to put in for points for 10, 12 years. All right. You you, you get this premium Colorado tag. Took you 12 years to draw it. You got all these points. Never elk hunted. No clue what, no clue how to do it, what, what to do, when to do it. That's something else that you got to kind of look at is, I mean, for me, and I'm going to talk about this in my seminars, like you want to get good at hunting elk, you got to hunt elk. Mm -hmm. That's the bottom line. You you can listen to me talk. You can read Peterson's Bow Hunting. You can listen to podcasts with Kurt and me and guys that are great elk callers, elk hunters, etc. You want to get good at it and be successful, you can either rely on 1% luck. Hey, there's your odds on that. Or you got to elk hunt and get good at it. And I mean, that's something for me like i want to draw these premium tags someday that are i've got the chance to go hunt 400 inch bulls i've got the chance to go hunt a premier mule deer unit where i'm going to be looking for a 210 220 buck plus but i'm doing so many hunts every year that are mule deer and elk and kind of honing those skills it's a priority i want to be a really good elk hunter i want to be a really good mule deer hunter and then when i draw these premium tags some year man, I'm ready to go. Like my skills are honed. Mm -hmm. It's not the Super Bowl. And I'm asking you to throw a touchdown and you're like, well, I've never really thrown a football. Right. Well, yeah. Now's not, that's not really a good time, you know, yeah. for you to be like, well, shoot, you know, I need to throw a touchdown, but I've actually never really thrown a football. So right. let's just hope for the best. Like that's, that's kind of how I look at it in my mind. It's like, you don't want to be in the Super Bowl and not know what to do. It's a good analogy. I'd say either that, like, you know, you have to get your experience, especially if you're working yep. on a budget, or I right. guess the other 
side of things would be save your pennies and go with a reputable guide. guide because I get exactly. it. You know, working class guys and gals, time off is limited. They might yep. not have five years, 10 years, 15 years to build the points and the right, time to do right. over the counter units in between all that. And maybe yep, you're just like, you know, sure. I'm good for three or four good hunts, elk hunts in my yep. life. I'm going to, I'm going to go with a good guide. And, and there's nothing wrong with that either. It just requires no. you to save your pennies no. on that side too. Really just depends yep. what you want, but either way yep. you have to be motivated to either get to your end goal there by doing the over the counter, build your points and then draw your premium unit. Or you got to be motivated to book a hunt with someone that can help you get on an elk with your limited time off work or whatever, or away from family yep. and uh, book it, save your money, prepare for it, change your equipment as needed and yep. go for it. So you have to be thinking about that now if you're going in the fall. So yep. I, I, yeah, think, I mean, I, I think like realistically it all comes down to whether it's motivating about preseason, during season, hunts you want to do, hunts you're going to do. You know, it's like the intrinsic versus extrinsic factors. Like if you really want to do it and it's like an internal thing that like you just, you love it. Like I love the bow hunt. Okay. Like, I don't need external factors like uh, Instagram or people quote unquote cheering me on to motivate me to want to go to the gym. Cause I know that's going to make me, you know, better in the mountains or to make me go mm. shoot my bow. Cause I know that, Hey, I might need to make a 70 yard downhill or uphill shot on a mule deer or whatever. Like I do it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's just, it's like, it's like an, it's an internal kind of ticking time bomb. Like, I just know, hey man, you got to do this. Like, I want to be better, and I want to yeah. get better. Self motivated success, yeah, driven, yeah. yeah. Like, like I said, you know, it's an intrinsic thing versus, you know, um, an extrinsic. Where yeah. you know, like I said, I- internal and, and external. You know, that yeah. kind of plays a factor, I think too. I think sometimes guys get caught up on, you know, they want to do stuff because their buddy wants to do it or because they think it's cool or whatever. Well, it's a little harder to get motivated when you're not fully in it. Like it's, it's not this internal, just dude, I can't wait. Like, I just, I'm so pumped. Like it's, it's a little harder to be motivated about stuff when it's not really like a true deep down in your soul burning passion. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That makes sense. That too. And I guess it depends where your motivation is. Like what, what I told you and Devin, we went on that mule deer hunt. I was like, well, what I lack, um, or what I say, where I'll make up for being fat and drinking too much beer before a hunt, I will definitely make up for it in my shooting ability, and that's right. right. where it worked out. But you know, that's gonna that's gonna be different for these future hunts coming in. But you know, we're t- it's easy to talk about motivation when it comes to a diff- physically difficult hunt or an out of state right. hunt, which right. for the majority of our listeners are Midwestern and yep. Eastern states where. Um, you know, going west is a big, big deal. Um, it's a lot of money. Um, gas, food, outfitters, tags, oh, yeah. all the stuff adds up. It's a lot of money. Um, yep. But let's talk about motivation for just at-home hunting. You know, for yep. us, I'm in Illinois. You're in Ohio. Whitetail motivation. And yep. there's guys that guys and gals that will not be motivated throughout the whole year, pull their bow out two weeks before willy-nilly going unprepared haven't really done anything kind of just hoping Mm -hmm. for the best and then there's people who are successful most years you can't i mean it's not guaranteed to be successful every year even because you're hunting big deer opportunities are a lot less um less frequent anyway what changes do you think 
people should make more to be motivated now for at home whitetails than you know i guess aside from like the western motivation like where can people get yep. motivated for whitetails at home yeah I, I mean i think like for me personally i you know my time is very limited very limited um couple different jobs podcast being one of them now you know that's a whole new realm for me learning everything diving into everything i got two little boys they're in sports they're in school they'll both be in school next year they're in sports you know so motivational factor for me is i am very limited on time so when i get an opportunity to like let's say i'm going to go scout this spring shed hunt whatever um in between turkey hunts you know when i've got time to be in the deer woods Motivation for me is I don't want to have to use all my time in the fall to try to figure out what a buck's doing, where he's at, what's what's happening, because I know in the fall how busy I am. So time plays a factor. I'm we're harvesting on the farm. Kids are in school. Kids have sports. I'm doing hunts like so right now for me, it's like, OK, if I put in a lot of effort right now, I can focus more on hunting a specific buck, which is kind of the game I play. That's what I like to play. That's what I love to do with whitetails. Mm -hmm. If I do homework now, I don't have to have this, you know, oh my God, holy crap, I'm behind the eight ball, um, anxiety-filled fall where I'm trying to find a buck, figure out a buck, pattern a buck, kill a buck. If I've already got all that done or a lot of that work homework done, I could focus more on just hunting a buck and not trying to find one, scout one, you know, because mm -hmm. that gets – that's overwhelming when you're trying to do all that in season. Like, yeah. you know, it's already hard enough. I mean, let's be honest. It's hard enough to find a buck and go in and hunting um, a buck that you already know is there when you have no idea where a buck is or a good, or let, let's just say it's just a good buck. You're just after a good buck. Like I'm just looking for where, where can I find a good buck on this farm? When you have no knowledge or you have, you've done nothing to kind of prepare for that. You're going in sort of blind. Well, Let's say you work five days a week and you can only hunt weekends. Okay, so in the month of October, which is one of my favorite months, that gives you basically four weekends. If you can hunt, let's say you're lucky, you can hunt every day. That's eight hunts in October if you're lucky. Maybe, who knows if the wind's right? Who knows if the weather conditions? You might only have three good days in the month of October of actual hunting. You better have a good game plan and know what's going on and mm -hmm. not, not have waited not have waited till September 1st to start trying to figure out what your plan is, you know? So for me, I look at that as a huge factor of time. Um, and I'll be honest, I love to scout. Like right now, this it's fun for me to get out shed hunt. When I'm shed hunting, I'm scouting, I'm marking stuff on my phone. You know, I'm trying to just connect the dots, whether it's an old piece of property, a uh, new piece of property, you know, I try to not fall into like um, what I call like your typical deer rut as in, Oh, I've hunted this place for 10 years. I've got my stands. They're always in these spots. I, rip, I try to rip my stands down every year. I try to look at where, where, where do I never hunt? Like, why am I not hunting there? Should I be hunting there? Why am I not being successful on this farm? Like, I'm just always trying to figure out as much as I can right after season. Stuff isn't green. You can see sign. You can yeah. see beds. You know, once your green up comes in 1st of May, heading towards the end of May, I mean, dude, it's really hard to see what took place the year prior. Everything's sure. green. Everything's growing back. I'm into planting super hot and heavy. I don't have time to do all that stuff in May. So I try to do a lot of that preseason scouting for next year. I do a lot of that in January, February, March, when I've got kind of some time. Yeah. And 
you know, like I said, that's the motivating factor for me. Yeah. Are, are there days where I don't want to go scout or I just don't feel like doing it? Oh, I'm not going to, you know, try to BS you. Yeah, there is. But yeah. I know in my mind, though, you got to motivate yourself to go do it because come October 1st, I'm going to be like, man, I'm glad I did that. Like, I've <laughs> right. got a plan. I'm not behind the eight ball. I don't want to be behind the eight ball. Yeah, that's a good advice. That's I like that a lot. And that's something I tried my best to do, especially like the other day I was shed hunting and yep. I went down. There's two trails that I always saw a big deer uh, this past season dive into into yep. like this uh, hedge and uh, a little bit of cedars in there, but just mostly a hedge, low bottom mm-hmm. thicket. I think they spent a lot of their bedding, uh, you know, d- during the during Octo- early October, I think they'd bed in there during the day a lot. Um, yeah. And I would never go in there during season because of that reason. But right. sh- shed hunting, I dove into these two paths, and I'm kind of looking. I'm like, okay, off this edge where all these deer were going, I could probably put a stand in that tree, but I'll have to do some trimming. And I looked at it as like when you made that point about the green up, everything can becoming green. It kind of yeah. sucks. It's hard to see what's going on. Well, right. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to shed hunt, go in with the ranger, trim up some stuff with no leaves yep. on it so I can still leave enough cover. That way, when the leaves fall off in the fall, I know I'm still going to be good. Whereas if you hang stuff yep. in the summer, which, you know, it's still good to get ahead of things, but this happened right. to me this year. Um, it was actually the set I killed my first buck in October out of. With with the leaves on, the green leaves on the tree, I'm covered really well because that's when I did my trimming. I trimmed it for that reason. Once the leaves fall off, I feel fairly exposed. There's some cover, but I feel kind of like, ah, man, if I would have done this, now I just got this property and that wasn't an option at the time. Right. right. If I could go back, I would have done my trimming, you know, in that April-ish time frame and got a stand Mm -hmm. in there or had an idea where I wanted to put a stand if I wasn't Mm going to put it there because then that gives me a, all right, I was motivated enough to get in here this early, think about making my move for a deer in late October and here we are in April. Yep. So I think that's what you're getting at with a little bit of that. You know, if you think ahead enough, it also, it disperses the workload throughout the year. It disperses the, um, I don't know what term I'm thinking here, but we all, anybody that has kids or a wife or a girlfriend, they're supportive of your hunting, hopefully. And my wife is one of the best in the biz at supporting me and hunting and all that. Like I'm very, very, for, very fortunate. I know what I have. And yep. we've talked about my old lady's a saint, but I guess the, I don't know, the pressure of being like, Hey, I'm gone this weekend through, I'm gone from August 15th through January, then trade show starting. I'm gone again. So if I get some yep. of that stuff spread out throughout the year where I could do something on a weeknight, it, relieves yep. the family social stress come into yeah. October and she's not giving me the eye. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not, you're not trying to compact 8,000 things down into uh, a five week window. of yeah. Hey, I'm never going to be around. Don't talk. Don't text. I'm busy. I'm it's all dear. It's all that, you know, if you can disperse all that and spread her out to where it's a little here, a little there, a little here, a little, you know, that just makes life easy on everybody, on kids, on the wife, on you, on job, on work, whatever, you know, whatever you got going on. Um, you know, and I think, you know, for me, I mean, a lot of it just comes down to being passionate. I mean, if you're Mm -hmm. passionate about bow hunting, you know, um, you'll want to do that stuff. Yeah. I think you're going to want to do this stuff and and you're going to make the time for it. I mean, you know, yeah, you have always wanted to do what you're doing right now. And it's not happened overnight. It's been 
baby step, baby step, baby step, baby step. Here's my goal. I'm, I'm, I'm working towards it. I'm going to get there. Here you are. I mean, why? Why have you done that? You set your life up this way because you wanted to. You're passionate about it. You mm-hmm. know, I've always wanted to be a writer. I've always wanted to basically, you know, make money expressing my love for bow hunting. I, you know, I want to share that with my kids and with, with everybody that listens and reads my stuff and at seminars. It's this has been a 20 year plan. I mean, literally, you know, I mean, there, there's been a lot of times where a guy could have just jumped off the wagon and said, man, it's just it's just just isn't working out. But yeah. if you're passionate about it, you'll make the time to do it. And the little baby victories, they all add up to eventually, man, you get to that end goal. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's killing a big buck. Maybe it's to working full time and having your own podcast like what you're doing. Or maybe it's being a writer like me or whatever the case is sooner yeah. or later. If you're heading in the right direction, you're going to get there eventually. Mm-hmm. But that's all been, you know, that's all been the plan. That's all been a passionate story to get to this final chapter of where it's at now. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, the guys that are passionate about bow hunting, you know, you're going to find the time and you're going to make the time and you'll figure it out. Um, okay. It let me, is easy. Let me ask you this, ball. Clint. Th- this kind of guys can be passionate about bow hunting and I fall into this a lot. This is, I try to kill my deer early. Yep. So when like your season was, we did this uh, episode on the CC hunt files about your late season eight pointer. And we've done it in the past. Some of the deer you've killed late yeah. season, you can yeah. be the most passionate dude in the game and you can yeah. do your early season, April trimming and stand hanging mm-hmm. and game mm-hmm. plans. The rut passes, the firearm seasons come and go. Deer are pressured. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Every everybody's buckled down. Every all the deer are kind of like I'm laying low. Things are getting harder to hunt. It's yep. into uncomfortable weather. Deer yep. are pressured. Hunting gets hard. I think a lot of people fall off after like Thanksgiving. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that might be mm-hmm. because the family's getting pressured from you being gone or wanting to be gone. And everybody's kind of sick of it. The holidays are in, you're all fat and happy. Um, how do you keep going or how do you find the motivation to keep going? Now, if you are on a big buck, it definitely helps with that motivation because it right. makes you want to go. But if mm-hmm. you're not, what advice do you have for someone to just keep after it to fill a late season tag? Once the social burnout the October, November grind of you just been hunting your ass off and now you're tired. Mm-hmm. How do you keep mm-hmm. motivated? Yeah. I mean, I think there's two, you know, if you're hunting a big buck and he's still alive, um, I think it's easier to be motivated, you know, yeah, because of course. the end goal is to kill this buck or put yourself in an opportunity to have a chance to kill him. So, um, that's a motivating factor that has not gotten away. You're still getting pictures of him, or maybe you're still seeing him or the neighbors are seeing, you know, you know, he's still alive. Um, this year I kind of had both sides of this because I hunted a buck, thought he was dead, thought he was killed and then had to find motivation for five or six weeks to go hunt other bucks that I had passed. Um, now, now, now they're my hit list bucks. So I had to go find them, figure it out. So, I went from being motivated from one giant eight to, okay, now I got to be motivated because of what? Well, for me, you know, it, it, it had been a tough year. It had been a grind. Like I want to fill every tag I've got. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just, that's always my goal. Does that always happen? Hell no. And most yeah. years it doesn't. I mean, it just doesn't. But for me, um, I, you know, I like, I like the grind though. I mean, I, I enjoy having to scratch and claw and fight my way through a season. 
I just think that I just think it's fun to test. I guess in my own mind, I'm like testing myself. Like, you there? Yep. Why did that happen? I do not know. I don't know. It's done that twice now. Well, we're doing pretty good. Anyway, you, you like the test of like a deer or a season dragging you into deep water. Yep. Yeah, no, I do. I mean, I, I like to feel like I'm in a fist fight. I'm in a bar fight. Like it's the fourth quarter. I've gotten punched in the mouth and and now, okay, it's going to all come down to what, what am I going to do in the last quarter of the season? The key factor for me though, is that's fun. Like to me though, I like to test mentally and physically where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell, I'm going to say this, and I don't want to offend anybody, but if it's not fun for you, like if that late season, if that doesn't sound appealing or fun in any way, shape or form, and you're just out there forcing yourself, I don't know, man, maybe you just shouldn't go. You know what I mean? Maybe that's not your, that's not for you. Enjoy it. If you're going to go enjoy it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But if you're the guy that wants to be motivated and wants to do it, but you're just struggling, think of it like this. You got another, let's say, month of hunting left. Then you're into spring and summer. It's going to be 90 degrees. You're going to be out there sweating your you-know-what's off, wishing you were hunting in the snow, wishing you were chasing a buck or trying to find a buck or playing the chess game. Maybe you're trying to kill some late-season does. You filled your buck tag. You're going to be wishing you had those moments back. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be worried about the cold and how much you've hunted and all these other factors that are kind of trying to pull you away from it. You're going to wish you were right in that moment. And I, there's times where I've got to look at that too. Yeah. It's easy to be like, you know what? I'm a big, people know this. I'm a big football guy, huge sports guy. It'd be easy for some nights to be like, gosh, I just want to watch the football game, man, and not hunt. But then I flip to, I can record that game. I can't <laughs> record tonight's hunt. Right. So if that buck shows up and I'm not there tonight and my camera dings boop, on my phone, mm. shit. Eat you alive. Eat you alive. For me, that's motivation because I know how that's going to make me feel. So it's like a teeter-totter. What's more important? Yeah. Taking a night off, watching the football game, is that truly what's going to make me happy? Or hunting this buck, finally getting to have an opportunity to kill him. You know, it's just you got to weigh out what makes you happy and kind of where that motivation is. And if you need more motivation, I think you got to look at not just in the moment but down the road. Yeah. You're going to wish you would have hunted more. I guarantee it. I mean – I've only left one hunt in my entire life early. I left a Colorado high country mule deer hunt three days early. I drove 20, I drove 27 hours home and I wanted to jump out the window every second. Yeah, but I you had to leave early. Like you, like you, weather forced you out. No, 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 no. This is, this is uh five, this is five years ago. Oh, I thought you were referring to the blizzard that you had to leave the oh, mountain. Oh, no, no, no. That was in 2019. I had no choice. No, this would have been like 2017, I think 2017. I literally gave up. I just, I I, I thought I had, I'd had enough mentally and physically. The tank was empty. Um, I just thought, you know what? The hell with it. I've hunted six, seven days. I don't have nothing left. I packed out. I got to my truck. I got six miles or six hours down the road and I literally pulled off and contemplated going back. I mean, I, I was at the point where I was so disgusted with myself, the whole drive home, 27 hours. All I did was think about this will never happen again. I'm never going to talk myself into basically why I should quit, why I should stop. If, if my plan was to stay 10, unless something keeps me physically or a tragedy at home happens or something like that, then yes, I got to go. Yeah, but I just... I just pretty much threw the towel in because 
I felt sorry for myself. I was tired. I had, I had really bad blisters. Um, my back was killing me. Like, you know, I, I pulled something on the left side. It, but honestly, though, realistically, what it boiled down to was I just I gave up on myself. Mm-hmm. And I had to deal with that for an entire year until I got back to Colorado to kind of redeem myself on another solo hunt. Yeah, dude, that was that was awful. But I've never been more motivated from that. But I think about that and I'm just like, man, the plan was to do this. I strayed off the plan and I regretted every second of it for the entire next year till I got back to redeem myself and and prove that I wasn't going to fold under pressure again like I did. Yeah. So for me, like that's a huge deal is if I wouldn't hunt and a buck shows up, I know why I wasn't there. It wasn't because my legs were broke. It's because I literally just said, eh, man, tonight, yeah. eh, I don't need to be out there. Even though you know you should be, the wind's good, weather's good, like, eh, man, that's a that's a dangerous path to travel because if yeah. that is your, if that was your opportunity, that's your night, you've got to mentally live with that, look yourself in the mirror and know, I should have been there. The plan was to be there, but I decided I'm going to get a little lazy on my game plan and it costs you. I mean, yeah. it, you know what I mean? And that's, for well, me, I look at that. And cell cams can make that sting a little worse too, because oh, like yeah. if if you step out to do something and you're going to come back, which some you know sometimes you got to do that, and then the yep. buck's there when you're gone, and and then you know that he was there because your cell yep. cam tells oh, you yeah. you're like ah no, absolutely. But you know I think some of that, a lot of those experiences and things like that are almost necessary to keep you motivated in the years yep. to come. Like you kind of like you really needed that probably a lot more than you yep. realize in Colorado, absolutely. and that's kind yep. of like the good thing when you get that and. You know, when you should have hunted all day or should have been in this spot when you but you wanted to yep. watch football instead. It's almost good to have those experiences and and for the future, right? Like in the moment yep. it sucks. But next year it'll do better for you and the year after you kinda it accumulates in your experience and motivation and knowing what you need to do when you need to do it type of thing. So Yeah, no, I, absolutely. And I mean those experiences one hundred percent like this year, you know, it was minus ten the night I killed my buck. I knew it was honestly probably not like health wise, a great idea to hunt that night. I mean, with wind chill, wind burn, my, my hands and whatnot. I mean, I knew like there was a lot of reasons to not hunt that night, hang and hunt, you know, have to hang a stand and, and do all it. But in my head, I'm like, no, 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 that was the plan. I got the picture of the buck. Yeah. I said, if I got a picture of him, I was going in the next night. There was no way I was pulling off that buck even because it was brutally cold, all the ice, all the snow, like I just, there was no way. I just knew here was the plan. You get a picture the next day you're going in. I got the picture. We're going in. And had I not hunted that night, do I ever, do I ever kill that buck? I don't know. I, hey, I don't know, man. But you, you know? did. So you don't got to worry about that. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to worry about it. Now I do have the peeling in the, uh, uh, you can see, I, I do have the frostbite peeled hands and the whatnot going on. And man. I do get to look at that every day and kind of go, Yep. Hope, yep. Hopefully well, you know this what? heals. <laughs> hey, I'd do it all over again. I mean, yeah. I didn't. I didn't lose my fingers. I just. Hey, kinda do you have the? Do you have the rack at your house right now, or is it the taxidermist? No, I don't. I don't. Dang. No, I'm in the process of getting ready to move, so I'm trying. Like, I've still got some heads and stuff up, but I Monday I close. So yeah, it's it's uh everything's about to be taken down. I mean, this room's about the last room I got left with some heads and stuff so that's what i did when i moved i kept them all up so i didn't have to yeah. step and trip over it's them of, it's, it's kind of a sad day to take them all down you're like yep this is it it is i felt bad one of my buddies just a quick story here and then we got to get moving but um my buddy tyler 
he stored all my deer heads at his house when uh-huh. when we moved. And he uh, he moved them back, and he's like, "Hey, you know, uh, you don't really realize how ridiculous it is until you. I have to run them in and out of the house one by one." And he's like, "Enough's enough, I think, man." Like <laughs> he, he's kidding with me, you know. He thinks it's cool, but because he's yeah. like the one of the only people I would trust besides like our cir- our close like hunting right. circle to like right. handle the deer heads because he knows what they mean to me and stuff. But he's like, oh, yeah. "Hey, man, it's getting a little. That's a lot, right? You know. You ever think about maybe not mounting a couple?" And I'm just like, "Nah." Not really. Nope. Nope. Actually, uh, need more. Yeah. I got more coming. So Clint, thank you for doing this, man. This was kind of a quick banger, a quick motivator, if you will. I like it. Um, I like it. Coming in. So I guess everyone be thinking about the season now and next season now. Um, So I guess if you're going to be, by the time this launches, uh, Iowa Deer Classics coming up, Illinois Deer Classics coming up. uh, Yep. Clint, you'll be there for both. We get the Ohio uh, Open mm-hmm. Season Expo coming up as well in Columbus. We'll be at all those. Yep. So we will be there. I got uh, going to get packed up and head westward, head to Indiana, and uh, that starts tomorrow. So yeah, looking forward to it. Hope to see everybody yeah. at one of the shows or at some point. Swing by the booth, grab some stickers, grab some gear, bullshit with us, drink a beer. Hey, what, whatever. We uh, we appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. It's been fun. Yeah, I always look forward to uh, to jumping on this series, and uh, I love seeing where it's it's went and and, and kind of how it's going. And yeah, we're yeah, having man, fun. We, uh, it's uh, it's been it's been really fun to be a part of it. So can't thank you enough, Kurt. Awesome, buddy. Thanks for doing this. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. You know, you know what to do. Get motivated and shoot a giant this season. Hopefully, then we'll do a giant tracker segment. So all right, perfect. Thanks, buddy. Later. Thanks.